Welcome back to Nowhere Left Behind. Oh, it is me, Brian, on with the lovely Frank this evening. Frank, say hi to the people. Hi, people. God damn, that was loud. Sorry about that, people. It's okay. Coming in. Can't get enough, Frank. It needs to be louder, really. Oh, my God. Get away from the microphone, Frank. It's so loud. Turn the gain on, Brian. No, turn the gain down. Lose that gain. hard in the paint tonight. You did. And speaking of bringing it hard in the paint... I, too, am bringing it hard in the paint this evening with what I'm drinking. Oh, oh. oh okay. I'll lead into that one. I am lead- I'm drinking uh, Deschutes Brewery Mirror Mirror 2014 version. This is an English barley wine, but, Frank, I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. This is aged, uh, 50% of this beer was aged for 10 months in barrels that once held Oregon Pinot Noir, Tempranillo, Uh-oh. and Malbec. So this is an English barley wine that's now four years old. I'm just now realizing that. And uh, it tastes like it. <laughs> it tastes like this weird, uh, oxidized, big-ass beer. It's also 11.2%. So is it is it bad? No, it's not bad. I will say if people drink this, they're probably not going to be happy with it. But it's not a bad beer. Does that make so sense? Well, okay. Is what I'm saying makes sense. It's 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 on the back end of its life. Oh yeah, for sure. It's I would the, say it's on, it's on the back nine. I would say it's probably a year. It's on the 18th green, no, like in the bunker. I would say it's a year, maybe two years past its prime. <laughs> I bet oh, this beer so it's two in years the 19th ago. hole. Yeah, we we broke we broke 30 percent of our clubs. <laughs> we okay. drove the golf cart into the pond on the eighth hole, and we've been walking the rest of the way. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. You're talking about you're talking about Tigers circa 2013, broken back, mm-hmm. shooting 80 at a major, fingering girls from Waffle House on the well, at the that turn. Wasn't, that was in 2013, Brian. To be honest, that was 2009 after the U.S. Open. Okay, I don't so. know. I don't follow Tiger's career. He broke my heart. Anyway, he did. Um, no, this this beer is weird. I've heard the term treacle, and I've never actually tasted it. But this treacle, is treacle. This is pretty close. Treacle would be like molasses, tree sap. This weird syrupy mess. God. Yeah, that's what this is. Man. It's All up I'm there. hearing is show off, show off, Cicerone, show off. Well, Term I've never heard, show off. If you got it, flaunt it. Girl, you know I you guess. want it. You know what I mean? I guess. All right, well, that's good. I apologize. I mean, that's your second horrible beer in about... As many days. Yeah. No, are you referring to the Instagram post yesterday? Yes. And I would, I, I have a question for you mm-hmm. regarding adjuncts and beer. Okay, real quick before we get into adjuncts and beer, I'll just, the beer that you're referring to is Rainbow Runner from Prairie OKC. Yep. Which, 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 hold on. If, if we're going to be honest, it does say Peach Milkshake IPA. Never something I would purchase. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Go ahead, Brian. Now, milkshake IPAs are usually really good. Very, they, they use lactose sugar as well as a lot of fruit. 
and whatever fruit they used in that beer probably was not the greatest. Whatever hops they used in there were definitely past their prime. They were definitely on the 19th hole. <laughs> it was a mess, and <laughs> I was into the water. really upset that I paid $16 for a 20-ounce crowler. Ugh. I was really upset by that. That beer it was like a recent release, too. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was released for Pride Month in Oklahoma City. Pride Ugh. Month was June, so it shouldn't have been that bad. Or they no. shouldn't have had it on if it was that bad. That's the part that bug, bums me out. Anyway, you were going to ask about adjuncts in beer. Go ahead, buddy. Well, it's actually a perfect segue because one of the recent releases here um, from Two Wheel is a – it's an IPA that normally is very consistent. Okay. And today – I tasted it and it was plasticky. And I believe you indicated that plasticky, if I'm not mistaken, is because the hops is past its date? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, plasticky could be a, a couple of different things. Usually it's okay. related to water chemistry and mm. the reaction, the chemical reaction with hops and the various chemicals in water. One of the easiest ones to pull out is what they call chlor- polyphenols. Um, that's a reaction that the yeast has with water, and it could also be a reaction with uh, isomerized alpha acids in water with certain chemicals. So if you have, just say you're using tap water, like just water straight from the city, and it's been treated with uh, all these organic chemicals for the entire year, but something happens and they have to switch their source from their wa- their regular water supply and they have to go with treated water that is mm-hmm. like chlorinated or uh, what's the other one? It's chlorine and chloramine. One of the two can never be removed from water once it's put into it. And unfortunately, uh, with city water supplies, sometimes they just change on a whim and especially in the summertime where there's droughts. So if you're not treating your water, you can get some uh, unusual unusual chemicals in the water supply. And when those go through the brewing process, they can have some very, very distinct off flavors. Okay. So it's very possible that it's water-related. Usually plastic is not something that we hear with in relation to hops. Now, it depends on what kind of plastic. If it's like... I don't, I don't know. It, it would, I would have to taste it to definitely put it down, but plastic is an off flavor that should not be there. You're correct. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like the smell of a plastic trash bag in the back of your throat when you swallow oh, the beer. That is not good. No. Um, no, definitely not. So I just, um, yeah, I tasted it tonight. It was unfortunate. Cause Were you at the I, brewery when you tasted it? No, I shan't disclose where I was, but I did taste the race point IPA that is in the market right now. And it's not no bueno. The keg I had not good. No. Um, it's also possible with plastic flavors like that, um, that the serving lines haven't been cleaned in a while that could well, also produce. That so flavor. funny you should say that they did get cleaned. Oh, okay. um, I spoke cause what actually prompted the discussion was the owner said, Hey, taste this beer. And I tasted it and I was like, it tastes, like it has a very distinct so first off it tastes a little bit more ethanol-y than it normally does. Right. But it also had a very distinct plastic finish. Ah. So and, Okay. <clears throat> you're you're describing now two things that would lead me to yeast health. 
I would I would question how healthy was the pitch of yeast that they put in to that batch of beer. A lot of times when you describe ethanol as being more prominent than it used to be, what you're doing is you're getting to the end life cycle of your pitches of yeast. Mm. So say you do five batches of beer on the same pitch of yeast. That's not out of the ordinary. But unfortunately, on the fifth batch of beer that you're that you're making with that pitch of yeast, uh, you could have some yeast mutation from the first batch, and it's producing some flavors that are not supposed to be there. So plastic okay. can also be associated with yeast health and uh, all flavors produced in the fermentation process. Okay, that makes sense. Well, then I would, I would, yeah, I'd venture to guess it might be the yeast. Mm-hmm. I think the yeast makes makes a hell of a lot of sense. Um, so, I mean, with that being the case, Two Wheels still makes great beer. I just know that for small breweries like that, if they have a bad cycle of product, it's they... Not a good look. No, not at all. Um, so hopefully they, they get that pulled off the shelves and get some new stuff out there because it's, it's a lot cheaper than building the customer base again. Oh, yeah, especially um, with a flagship beer like, like that. Yeah, so... Brian, the uh, the beers that I've got, and I'm not going to drink all of them, but I'd like to select one, and you need to tell me which one. Okay. Um, I'm definitely doing the Founders Lager because it's phenomenal. Right. But I've got the um, choice between the Sequench from Dogfish, Dogfish Head, which I know you don't necessarily enjoy. Oh, no, I love that beer. Oh, you do like this beer? Yeah, okay, yes. good. And then the other one I've got is the Stone Ripper. Ripper. Oh, okay. All right. You're, you, okay, so start with the uh, start with the logger, and then go yeah. rip, uh, go sequence ripper. I love ripper; it's one of my favorite. It's like a great, fresh example of uh, West Coast IPA variant. Okay, it's very, very good. Okay, but sequence. Well, are you, do you have sequence in a can? I do. Yeah. Oh, six out or, or twelve ounce? Yeah. Okay, so sequence. I think it's supposed to be hotter and later on in the week. I want you to save that sequence for the hottest day of the week. Sit oh, in your back good. patio and just crush it. I love it's that good. beer. No, it's like a lawn mowing beer. And by the way, father in law fixes up lawnmowers. I got a essentially brand new Honda lawnmower for two hundred bucks this week. It's it's been good. Excellent. The week's been good to Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you pull the engine off that aeration machine that just kicked your ass and just like strap that to your lawnmower? I did not. Would have been a better idea. Yeah, um, I believe that's a commercial Honda size. <laughs> yeah, I could have ran my lawnmower for years. But I mean, the only thing that could really top this weekend off or this week off is um, getting rid of my Hyundai Sonata, which I'm selling for eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, it's only got eighty thousand miles. It's only got how many thousand miles? Uh, just a little bit north of eighty. Uh, it's space gray, okay. so it's space gray. I I decided to call it space gray because Apple does that. So I know now, it's cool. have you already sold it? Because the way you're talking about it is you have not sold it yet. <laughs> I'm I I have not, but I've only had one chance to pitch it, and I got shit on. So uh, you're talking about on this I'm, podcast. <laughs> Exactly. So, being the salesperson that I am, you know what? I didn't say salesman, so ladies, this is for you. Gender neutral, I like that. 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. You know what? Speaking of, I actually pitched that to Mrs. Brian's friend Stephanie because her Uh-oh. car is having a little trouble, and I was like, I bet I know where you can get a great upgraded Sonata because she has the older version of the Hyundai Sonata. She does. And the window, the back window keeps falling down. <laughs> so oh, I told, no. I told no her, this I one's like, mint. Okay. <laughs> This one's mint. Don't talk about the Sonata like I've got a shitty car. Oh, no, I'm not. That's the deal. I was pitching it like, that's a legitimate option. You should just go buy that car. I mean, you know it's nice. It's been well-maintained. What was her response? I don't know. I want to keep this one going. I just put a new engine in this not too long. I was like, all right, you know what? Deal with your own uh, No, Hold on. Okay. Now, we all love her dealer dearly, but... Hey, I this had is the, a 2008 Sonata, I believe that she has. I had I had the full on dad conversation with her about what's your exit strategy here with this car. <laughs> she put a new engine in though. Uh, I mean, about geez. about two years ago, yeah. Wait, oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, was, then she's gotten the she's gotten that paid off. Yeah, she hasn't had a car payment on that in nine seven years. years. No, she it, it was it was a gift. Okay, so she's never yeah the engine's paid off. Um, yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, if she's listening, I've got a 2011 Hyundai Sonata, space well, gray, well maintained, limited, limited. Okay. Everything but a GPS in it. All all uh, recalls serviced. I can vouch for that. All recall serviced. That's right. Uh, a brand new oil change, actually, and new tires. Oh. I know a lot of people say new tires. I've got the paperwork to prove that the tires got replaced about two months ago, and. Yeah, it's just sitting in my driveway. I, I drive it. I drove it the past two days because you got to keep it running, right? Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, it's. I mean, it's ready to be sold to the first person who presents me with about ten grand in cash. Oh, oh, we've gone down in price. <laughs> well, if if you're gonna finance eleven five, eleven finance, <laughs> go through <laughs> Frank Financial, and yeah. you can pay this thing off so, in, in seventy two <clears throat> installments at a generous interest rate. At a generous, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fairly one sided. Yeah. I don't pull credit reports. No, so it's gonna. But be if you a, come dressed in a suit, you'll probably get the lowest. It's gonna be a ten thousand dollar down payment, yeah, and the right. rest will finance out. <laughs> No, if you come in flip flops, I'm going to ask for eleven straight up. Now, if you come in a suit, wearing some nice cap toe Oxfords, a concrete soles, or I might I might do nine at two and a half a year. Oh, it's possible. oh is that it's possible? Two and a half a year. I'm going to we'll see. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to forget the second year. We're probably going to do 250 basis points from now on because I think that's what the crowd understands since oh. we have such a sophisticated listenership here. I have no level. idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna do seventy-two months financing, about nine thousand principal at two and a half uh, or two hundred fifty basis points. Is that okay with you, Brian? Um, I think that's a deal. Sounds like a hell of a deal. I, I I don't know how I would say no. It sounds like a steal at twice the price. It so. I it's difficult to say, but I, I you're not far off. <laughs> you're not far off. Not far. Well, Frank. Um, I uh, I hope you move your Sonata, or we, as we like to call it, your driveway paperweight. Um, really <laughs> hope it moves. <laughs> I uh, do, yeah. can you do me a favor and get those giant numbers that they that the used car dealers put on the windshield of the car and just slap them on there. Send me a picture. I'll post it up to Nobody Left Behind's <laughs> Instagram page. We'll get this thing moved like lickety split. That thing will be out of here. <laughs> you know what? I should buy, I should buy those giant poster boards that they tuck underneath. <laughs> The, the the hoods. Oh yeah, right? yes. 
And I, I just take a picture with the S, and I take the S out, and I put the A in. Yeah. Put an A in, put an L in, put an E in, and it just says sale. Yeah. But it's like three different pictures. <laughs> looks like you're running an actual car lot out of your front yard. <laughs> just put up massive balloons. What are you doing, man? Oh, I'm, I'm selling this car. Isn't this what everybody does? No, you just, what are you doing, man? It's press to move, press to move. That's all you keep screaming at people when they drive by. So you know um, what is... Uh, yeah. Have you thought about parking it in the road out in front of your house and hoping that one of the people speeding by will hit it and you can claim insurance on it and get that thing taken care of? I would have if we didn't discuss it on a live podcast. Damn it! I'll just I'll, no, I'll, I'll I'll edit that part out. I'll edit it out. <laughs> Are you committing insurance fraud out here, sir? No, no. And you can't prove it. No, I just uh, well, we listened to episode two hundred of No Beer Left Behind, and I just leave the doors open on the street regularly. No big deal. <laughs> Yeah, you shear a door off, and you've got the car paid for. Yeah, it's totaled. It's done. And I get to keep it. I mean, genius idea, Brian. Win, win. That's why I call it a win, win. Michael Scott would call it a win, win, win. Win, win, win. Yeah. Well, so speaking of cars getting hit, okay. I was at the uh, the old Growler Bar um, earlier today, and um, they had someone like not someone a, a massive truck back into an employee oh god um he was not in the car but it, th- their car was parked yeah and it wasn't the growlers empro- employee it was a t-mobile employee down the road but this dude like ko'd the 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 nissan mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's one of those nissan Sentras. yeah so I guess maybe if you had a dually, you'd miss the fact that that was behind you, but it's a parking lot, and this man had to have been going at least, I don't know, 10 miles an hour. To, the, Brian, the, the the trunk was at least five to six inches indented. No, that's not good. That's not a good This look. was not just like a tap, okay? Yeah. Motherfucker drove away. Uh, <laughs> guess where he went? Police station? H-E-B. Please tell me H-E-B, because it's right Walmart. It's right there. Sorry, where he had been, oh. not where he went. Where? T-Mobile. Oh, God damn the it. The that helped him as the car he backed into. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then he ran away, and the cop came about two hours later and was like, okay, well, and then she goes, yeah, this is the man who hit me. He gave me his driver's license. He opened up an account and then hit me and left. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> that's... that's pretty kind of funny honestly that's hilarious yeah. if you can, yeah, so there's some karma coming to someone down here in buta well i can't wait till they get their first t-mobile bill she, he's gonna get upgraded quite a bit yeah <laughs> like oh you went unlimited unlimited international calling and a 500 dollars. and donation. there's a phone doing nothing but dialing the dominican republic 24 <laughs> 7 good luck yeah that's funny uh, I mean, not funny for the the employee. That sucks, man. Like, I don't know. It does because I don't know. I mean, it sucks having to deal with your car getting fucked with. Is what sucks. It does, and I, I feel especially bad for people who can least afford to have that happen. Yeah, right. It's like I, I mean, I can't imagine a T-Mobile you're pulling. You don't think they're pulling 80k at T-Mobile? <laughs> no. So now the one way that this person gets to work is fucked up, mm-hmm. and they've got to go through this insurance process. And the insurance process, while nice, isn't always 
like money up front. No. So you go get your car fixed, and then the insurance company will send you a check, or they'll send an appraiser out, and they'll send you a check. But you're you're with a broken car for a couple of days. Now this one can luckily drive, but that it's going to take a good two to three days to get that car fixed because it's the whole back bumper, it's the back trunk. You have to any any crush zones have to be replaced. So let's say it's a two day job. You normally have to pay out of pocket for the rental car. Yeah, and then the rental car gets paid back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if that, I mean, it's stupid things like that that people don't think. Like, okay, it's not a big deal. The insurance company is going to pay for. Well, yeah, yeah if maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, well, nor- no, normally it's perfectly fine. They'll pay for it, but I need the money to pay first. Well, so yeah, that was a thing that came up when I were, used to work at Staples, the wonderful company of Staples. <clears throat> we had a big snowstorm. We had like two in one year, and the first one, I like gutted it out and drove to work. Because work was about 10 miles away. And it was all highway. And I was like, "Ah, I got this. Well, after that snowstorm, I started doing math. I was like, so let's just say something happened. And something out of my control happened where someone hit me on the road. Like the deductible for the like my car at the time was like a paycheck and a half. Like a week's pay plus another week's, like almost a whole other week's pay to cover just the deductible on my car. I was like, uh, this seems not right. So when the next snowstorm came, <laughs> I gladly told my boss, there's no fucking way I'm coming to work. There is no way. Because if something happens to my car, like I'm screwed. I'm SOL for until my car gets fixed. <laughs> like, And it's it's a fucked up vicious cycle, which is also why I left Staples. Frank, are you there? Frank. Oh God. Okay, we're back. What the fuck, Frank? What happened? I had two or three. Can't confirm. Armadillos running up my fence line, and my dog went nuts. So, first thing I did: grab a dog toy, pelted an armadillo on the side of the shell. <laughs> it won't be back. Oh, it shan't be returning. After being be hit with squeakers, the McSqueakin' toy. You no, know, it was one of those like. Those solid rope Kong like balls, no. yeah. right? It had some weight to it. Probably a good, I don't know, two, three pounds. Chucked it what I would think Randy Johnson style, 90 miles an hour at least. So it hit it about 30 miles an hour. That's good. Yeah. I mean, if you're taking the Frank factor, it's probably about 40 <laughs> max. <laughs> Sorry. 40, 45. Forgot centrifugal force and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, yeah, it was... Some armadillos suck. I don't. Troy's got this opinion that they're super cute. They're fucking marsupials and they suck. Troy thinks they're cute. Mm-hmm. They're fucking they, they blind. Are, they are marsupials, right? Aren't they? I don't. Or are they rodent? I think they're rodent. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Marsupials have pouches, so it doesn't yeah, seem likely that they're marsupials. <laughs> what are armadillos? Let's see. Um, I'm not sure, but they're a mammal. They're a mammal. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you were well, how, close. How do we claim these things? Well, okay. Cool. Well, they're blind fucks, is what they are. They're terrible, terrible creatures that do nothing but fuck up car bumpers and ruin yards. I don't know well, what exactly they're good for, other than spreading rabies and being creepy as shit. And 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 leprosy. Leprosy too. 
Maybe that's leprosy. what it is. Maybe it's not rabies. Maybe it's leprosy. So I, uh, I, I chucked this ball, and I always hear that they're blind. Uh huh. But I chucked this damn ball at it. He the caught motherfucker it. Motherfucker went flipping in the air. No, he like he knew it was coming. Well, I'm pretty sure they have sonar or some shit like that. <laughs> well, yeah, he like flipped, and I, I just I caught his hind end with it. Well, um, so hopefully that'll just let him be for tonight. You know what you know. do? You get Tom. You get Tom on the case, and Tom will sit out back in your yard with a 22 rifle and he'll pop off armadillos all night long. I know this because he did that in our yard when I was growing up Yeah, my dad stayed up all night one night and just capped about six armadillos that were digging up our yard. You know who has never had an armadillo problem in the last 18 years? Tom. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to bleep that one. But anyways, <laughs> um, there's no, there's no doubt about it that in in the animal kingdom, or I guess the muskrat, just worthless, dig up your yard kingdom, muskrat kingdom. <laughs> the the armadillo is at the top of my list. It's the one I've had the most problems with. It's the one I've seen happen the most in my yard. Um. I, I don't mind wasps. Wasps are actually very good. They keep a lot of, like, um, there are these bugs that will dig and burrow into your uh, lawn that can kill your lawn. They keep those things away. So wasps d- don't bother me. Hornets don't bother me. Bees don't bother me. Um, really, it's snakes and now armadillos. Those are the things that I venture in, like, try my best to keep out of my yard because they are fucking awful. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of of any of those things that you mentioned really. So I'm all of, I'm from the, uh, what do they call it? I'm from team kill them all. Brian just sprays raid. I just, his entire house is just covered in raid and 24 seven. I tent my house and just set off bug bombs. (laughs) 24 to 7. <laughs> and I stay inside and turn the air conditioner off. It gets yeah. real cozy. Yeah. I sleep like a baby every night. It's great. <laughs> no, I, as a matter of fact, wh- Mrs. Brian woke me up this morning at 5.35. <laughs> she was like, she was up doing her workout. My alarm was set to go off at 5.45. She woke me up. That's right. 10 minutes before my alarm went off to tell me mm. there were sugar ants in the kitchen, to which I replied to her. Fucking kill them <laughs> and move the apples. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like that is I, whoa, I, Mrs. Brian. I told her I was this like, this was her first day of school, right? No, no. Tomorrow was her first day of school with kids. She's been back at work for last week. Okay, so no, she goes. She goes. There's sugar ants everywhere. I go kill them. She, she's like, well, with what? I'm, I talk, your hand. I don't. I'm going back to bed. She goes, can't we spray something? I go, not while you're cooking food. <laughs> she was like, scrambling eggs. I was like, what I'm going to spray will mess you up. So, yeah, we had to wait till, wait till the kiddo went to bed tonight and did a little quick spray down of the, of the countertop. So do you, and, do, you, do you do the pesticide? No, you do the, the, you spray your own house. Yeah, yeah, I spray my own house. I do, yeah. there's this uh, insect barrier that I, that I've used for the last three years four years we had a bad we had a bad problem with the neighbors in our old apartment and i bought this stuff and it worked really well and i say with our neighbors because we i say that because when they moved out 
uh, we had a bad bug problem in our apartment. Okay. And our apartment complex allowed spraying. Like, they, you just request and the uh, exterminator would come in and spray your apartment. Oh, it was that bad, huh? <laughs> well, it, it, apartments here in Dallas are required to have uh, bug, like pesticide or exterminators for each apartment complex. So it wasn't that big of a deal. So they were already in the apartment complex spraying the, the grass and everything else. But I didn't feel right with them coming in with our dog in the apartment and we weren't home. I'm like, because insecticides, even the mild ones can fuck up a dog pretty pretty bad. So we did our own there and it worked well. So the last rental house, we used the same thing, worked really well. And then our house now, in the beginning of spring, at the end of the summer, when bugs get really bad, we do it and it works really well. I've also got this nice uh, grass spray that kills spiders in the yard. Big fan of that. Huh. So you're not a... Like, I'm a huge proponent of keeping spiders around. Yeah, I fucking hate spiders. Spiders okay. are goddamn evil, evil goddamn beings. I I understand. They also, you know, spiders keep flies and gnats and everything else at bay. And it keeps a nice little ecosystem. I, if you kill everything, you don't have to worry about that ecosystem. Uh, and this is coming from the person who accidentally ran over a wasp nest that had built in the in the grass in the yard. <laughs> oh gosh! Because I'd killed everything and kept everything off of the house, like all the eaves <laughs> of the house always get sprayed. These fucking like even in our fence, like we have prime wasp building spots in our fences. Yeah, I made sure all those are clean every time I go out and mow. And then one day I'm out mowing and I see this. It looks like a tennis ball. But you know when you take the fur or the yellow part off the tennis ball? Yeah, it's just like white. White. I was like, what the hell is that? As the mower is going over it, I realized what I'm hitting, and I just let go of the mower and ran inside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There was about a dozen really fucking pissed off flying stingy thingies. <laughs> they were really upset. <laughs> I mean, sure, but the likelihood of them stabbing you probably not high. Uh, well, also remember when I mow and do uh, yard work, I do it in flip flops, so I didn't want a chance stepping on one of them on accident. You know, the uh, I, I've got to confess, I um, I indicated my armadillo snake issue is the only thing I've got. Also, fire ants. Oh, fire ants are pieces of yeah. shit. Those are the other ones that I keep at bay. But that's all. Um, for the most part, well, for the most part, I only do the um, the insect barrier with, like, rosemary oil and stuff like that. Because with the dogs in the yard and I don't know, I just don't trust. Because, I mean, shit, man, freaking uh, uh, what's the stuff? Roundup oh, was safe. And yeah, now it's like this massive cancer. carcinogen. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really trust any of the, hey, this is safe for you and your pets. I'm like, no, just give me rosemary oil. Because for the most part, if you overwhelm the insect or the, the um, creature's ability to smell, they just they stay away and they go somewhere else where it's easier to find their prey. So what's also <clears throat> nice, I mean, while that's true, I also live really close to other neighbors who do the same thing that I do. So even if I'm lacking a little bit, it's not likely that we're going to have any um, insect problems. Yeah, so you all are like a we're in a colony in Chernobyl of <laughs> insects. We are. We just basically nuke the whole state yeah. up here. 
What happened here? Well, 25 million years from now, they're going to come to your neighborhood and be like, so it's the only place we dug up and did not find any anything, carcass, anything in amber. There was just nothing in amber. It's just purest amber on earth, Brian's neighborhood, 25 million years from now. Don't know exactly what happened here, but whatever it was, was bad. They must... and, and now amber's a currency. The purer you got, the better. <laughs> yeah. North Texas is going to be the haven for it because we kill mm-hmm. everything up here. That's right. Yeah. So except for bees, speak- except for honeybees, we just love <laughs> us some fucking honeybees. We need a time capsule this episode for someone twenty five million years into the future. How do you think they're going to listen to it? Then? Uh, I'm probably vinyl. They'll vinyl will make a comeback well, for the fourth okay. time. We should probably Google something here. How long does the sun have left? What? 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 Thirty years? Something like that. Is that how long we're dealing with? But then by the time the sun light hit, like stops coming to us, it'll be like 30 something, you know, it'll be like yeah, 3,000. So we've got, we've got about 5 billion years left on the sun. That seems about right. That's, that's about basically what I said. So how long do we think mankind has, has left? Who is the president in two years? Is that on Google? Because if it is, it, we might have ourselves an answer before the end of the cast. <laughs> it does not. It does not. Okay. Well, then it's really going to be tough to say. There's really no, there's no super predictor. But they huh. said the fact that we're lasting this long is very it's that's surprising. Posi- that's positive. So okay. Let's say um, there's a I lot of know. there's a lot of Fallout players online, so I'm going to guess that we're going to survive a lot longer than they're <clears> expecting. But there's a finite amount. Mankind has, has no more than tw- than five billion years left, and to be honest, at the rate we're going, we're 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 square rooting like that's probably like something to the eighth power of the number of years <laughs> we actually have. Left, I was going right? to say so we're going like, to go about a hundred, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand yeah, years. It's, it's like a Euler's number type equation well, here. I mean, think about it. Are. Think about it. We've only really gotten this shit together the last eight thousand years or so. Ooh, I don't know. Are we going to call Nazi Germany getting it together? I feel like we've only really hey, truly hey, had it. It was a for stumble. Maybe about a decade. It was a stumble. <laughs> It I'm was, just talking about. I'm it talking was about but like, a rope in the road. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about like sustainable farming and like you know or migrant uh, ancient Sumeria. Okay, it's what I'm talking about from that point on. Oh, so you're saying like being able to not die of famine? Yes. Regularly. What about, what about the Irish potato famine, Brian? Hey, I feel it was like only you're in one really part of giving the, us a lot of credit. You're, you're looking at a microscope on humanity. Remember, while all that shit was happening, like you know, we were fucking doing all right in every other part of the world. It was just the Irish that were having little problems. Oh, okay. And you know, while Genghis Khan was killing, you know, a million or so first people. Off, first off, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Genghis. That's what I refer to him as. The correct Genghis. Uh, Genghis Khan. Janky ass. Genghis. Gen- what are Gen- we doing here, Brian? Li- look it up, Frank. Look it up. It is not Genghis Khan. Oh, here we go. If it's Genghis, I will I will absolutely speed that you are correct. But I've never heard it pronounced Genghis Khan. I've only ever heard Genghis Khan. Ever. Here we go. We'll play it. All right, be quiet. This is YouTube first click, so it must be right. Okay. Genghis Khan. Oh, no oh 
so my good. Alright, Brian. I will uh I will I will thoroughly see the fact that there's another person in the world that says it that way. How about you know, people who speak the language, like myself. <sighs> I feel like they have it wrong. Do we'll go to the second YouTube video? Well <laughs> second YouTube video can't be wrong. It's even got authentic music. Chinggis Han. Ha! Chinggis Han. Well, I feel like the second part was a little bit wrong, but it's fine. (laughs) Well, okay, so, yeah, okay, fine, you're right, you're right. Thank you. It's like zebra instead of zebra. You guys say zebra here, it's really pronounced zebra. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, I'll I'll seed seed the floor to you, Brian. You were correct in that pronunciation, and I feel like 90% of society who listens to this was on board with me and my joke earlier, and then you just shat upon... Not everyone, not to everyone who's... Not to everyone who's listened to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, because all of them were like, yeah, Genghis Khan, that's who it is. I listen to that falling asleep (laughs) all the time. I feel like that's a dig, Frank. It's probably the problem. Do Um, you want to do a quick beer count? Sure. Do you not listen to that falling asleep? No. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for a beer count. Listen to this track, beers. <laughs> Frank, what are you up to after you've uh, thrown shit at armadillos tonight? Well, so, um, gotta admit, I wish someone was out here with a radar gun for that throw. I don't think it would have registered would have properly. No. No, it probably would have been a little short. I probably would have added five miles an hour just for the dark. Um, oh, for the so, dark? <laughs> um, your handicap? Plus five, dark. Yeah, plus five, it was dark outside. Um, the the beer that I'm still on is the Founder's Gold. It is my third beer of the evening, first beer on the cast. Oh, okay. So I'm finishing up Mirror Mirror 14. And as I near the end of this glass, I realize how high the alcohol content is in it. <laughs> oh, the the listeners know. As it's warmed up, it has gotten... Uh, this is like... I, I don't know. It's like a sherry. I don't know. It's really weird. Like a, maybe a port wine. Like a, Maybe like a port. Yeah. A tawny port here. Because it's sweet. It is super sweet. It's so fucking sweet. Does it cut your mouth with like real sugar and yes. alcohol? Yeah, that's that it, literal like hmm, maple syrup is the best way I can describe it. You know, mm-hmm. pure maple that doesn't have a whole lot of sugar. You know, quote unquote, like it doesn't have corn syrup in it. It's legitimate sugar. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm getting. Um, but right next to me, I've got my first attempt at a uh, Brian blend of bourbon. That's pretty exciting. Are you there, Frank? I'm here. I'm trying oh, to. Okay. Brian Blend. What do we mean by that? You're you're doing a fifty-fifty no. Solera. No. So I've uh, you know been trying out different bourbons lately. Mm-hmm. In particular, I've realized that uh, bourbon bourbon is what I like. I know that I don't like blended blended Scotch whiskeys. No. Okay. Okay. okay <laughs> Not okay, a fan okay, of that. Okay, okay. Hold on. Give it give it a pause here, real quick. I, oh, on the on the blended scotch. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, let me just tell you about the okay. the Brian the Brian blended bourbon. Okay, so what I've done is I've taken a couple of hundred proof uh, bourbons that uh, I've purchased. So one of them being Bullet Bourbon, 
which uh, I know, not a true American-made bourbon made by Diageo. So that's why I did very little percentage of this. Uh, made of, in Kentucky, of, though. So it's, no, it's, it's not. It is made. Nope, it is not. It's owned by Diageo. It is a uh, marketing. It's a marketing bourbon. No, but, but the bourbon. The bourbon. It's nothing. Product is, comes from Kentucky. Nothing from Bullet comes from Kentucky, my friend. <laughs> so I don't believe that for a second. Well, uh, so it is not. It's a Diageo brand that's made and stored overseas from a bunch of different distilleries. They age it in a Diageo warehouse and they label it with a label that says that it's made in Kentucky. <laughs> it's super weird. Anyway, so I used a little bit of bullet bourbon because I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. But I also used Knob Creek because I'm a huge fan of Knob Creek Hunter Proof. Big, big fan of that. And then sticking with the old Jim Beam family, I decided to go with the distiller's cut. The majority of this is the distiller's cut, Hunter Proof Jim Beam bourbon. And then I also went with Old Forester Hunter Proof, which is a bargain bourbon. And then to top it all off, just a touch, just a touch of Jim Beam's Double Oak. And it's a uh, twice oak aged bourbon. So basically they age it on uh, fresh American oak. They take it off of that and they put it on fresh American oak again. So you get this very woody, like some people, some people think of it as... Uh, smoky but it's not it's alcohol plus wood gives you a smoke finish so i just put a little bit of that in there so it gets this nice smooth ass cherry and woody finish so i uh i've actually never heard of someone blending their own bourbon at home and that's pretty awesome i think that's a great idea yeah it it creates this nice little and i took a bullet bourbon bottle and uh just blended it all together i'm sorry a knob creek bottle and oh, just okay. blended it all in there. That's how they make Solera rum. Yeah, except uh, with Solera, now they do it in a barrel, and then they bottle off of that barrel. Which uh, yeah, I but also I mean, it's, it's blended on. across ages. Mm-hmm. I've also um, I've also planned on doing that right. where you can buy a single like half gallon barrel, yeah. and just doing that at home. I like that. It's yeah, that's super interesting. I think um, for the for people who appreciate bourbon, I would. I know it sounds dumb because it's in Lexington, Kentucky, and there's really nothing to do in that town, which I would also say is a fallacy, but a lot of people would find horses being boring. The horse parks are actually kind of fun, but if you're just there for strictly the bourbon and some of the beer tours, it's a great spot to go, especially um, going to like Four Roses and Jim Beam and it's it's cool. I really really enjoyed going on that bourbon trail. Yeah, um, but be prepared. You you are a mere demigod if you can do more than three of those things in one day. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it is not possible. Um, but yeah, it's it, bourbon is a fascinating spirit because I prefer rum over bourbon. Oh yeah, and I prefer <laughs> rum over bourbon due to the fact that. It, it to me has more um, flavor varieties across uh, distillation. Like it just for for whatever reason to me, a a rum from Venezuela and a rum from Dominican Republic and a rum from Nicaragua, they're distinctly different rums. Whereas I don't get that with bourbon quite mm-hmm. as often or American whiskeys. So I tend I tend to prefer the rum side, but bourbon's bourbon's fine. Um, 
I do enjoy some good bourbons. On the blended scotch, blended scotch is a worthless beverage that someone found the ability to market at a super premium price. Yes. Um, I've had Johnny Walker black through blue, and they taste slightly smoother as you go up, but none of them are good. Yeah, no. Every single one of those things tastes like shit. So, you know, after I had Johnny Walker Black the other night, and Frank, you told me your horror story with Johnny Walker, I didn't suffer the same consequence, but I I fucking hated it. (laughs) I thought it tasted like shit. I did not enjoy a single sip of that whiskey. Now, you know what I did? I did enjoy the uh just two nights ago and i think i might methinks me might be buying a whole bottle of it is the glen livet 12 yeah but that's not a that's not a true it is a single malt scotch and it is fucking fantastic but it also i think sometimes they put blended on there is that the glen levitt or that there's one of them glenfiddich yeah it might be glenfiddich and it, one, it's either Glenlivet or Glenfiddich. I can't remember, but one of the two actually puts like single malt Highland blended Scotch whiskey on it, and it's not and nothing is Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker just sucks. Um, so yeah, don't don't let if if you say hey I don't like Scotch and all you've had is Johnny Walker, just just back away. Yeah, go try the other ones. Um, I a, a fantastic entry. That will always get people to. If a person is going to enjoy Scotch, they will enjoy McAllen. Well, and a uh, McAllen funny you should mention will that. Be just fine. Pulling out my little my little side drawer here, but the old McAllen Twelve in person. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I was gonna open that up probably tomorrow night. See what I think about that. I. I was surprised by the old Glenlivet. I didn't realize that the fl- those flavors could come out of a uh, could come out of whiskey, and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. So, I'm looking forward yeah. to. And uh, from what I can tell, the bottles of that are not terribly expensive. Like whereas Macallan Twelve can run like sixty to eighty a bottle. Not a big fan of that. No, and they do it off the brand name, and that's what and I've heard. That's- well, and the consistency is something that's that's crazy because in the U.S. that's kind of, that's what honestly it sounds bad, but that's what drew me to Jim Beam. So if you listen to people, like pure whiskey aficionados when they do blind tastings, they pick a lot of Jim Beam products, whether mm-hmm. it be Jim Beam White Label in either distillers cuts, single cask, or even Knob Creek and Bakers or Bookers. You know their higher end whiskeys. I mean shit. Knob Creek is phenomenal. <laughs> I love yeah. that shit. But here's <clears throat> when I pour it, Frank. Next time you come up, I'll pour it next to uh, their distiller's cut. I'm guessing you're not gonna be, one. You're not gonna be able to tell the difference. And two, you might even if you can, you might even pick distiller's cut as being the better of the two. And it's fucking cheaper. It's below twenty dollars a bottle. Have you had um, the Altec Town and Branch? God damn it. No, what is Altec? Town no, and no, no. So, <clears throat> Town and Branch is the distillery that started Altec Brewing. Okay, Town and Branch is a um, it's a craft bourbon distillery. Huh. Very, very good. Um, definitely recommend it. They're they're a little bit on the higher end. So, okay, 
Let me go off on this tangent real quick. There is this huge thing in bourbon and true bourbon aficionados. They get <clears throat> super offended by bourbons like Buffalo Trace and um, the one you just mentioned, Jim Beam, and their distillers cut and whatnot. So a lot of these big distilleries produce too much product to bottle under their one label, mm-hmm. and they will have sub-labels. Mm-hmm. And really, if you look at the, the tree of bourbon, there are five or six distilleries that produce most of the bourbon in America, and they market it under all these other labels. And some are premium, some are not, but they're from the same distillery. So that's why you get that sort of discrepancy and results and flavors and everything kind of tastes similar. And some of the cheaper ones tend to be better value and all that stuff, right? Right. So me personally, I like bourbon. It is, it's, becoming, it's becoming its own worst enemy in that fashion. Like it, it is difficult to discern what value is in bourbon. I can tell you in rum because there's no – Bacardi already bastardized kind of the clear rum market and in the Añejo, like aged rums. <clears throat> there, there's a distinct difference between some of the smaller distilleries, and they've been family-owned for a long time, and they have their own labels, and they have their own brands, and it's not it's – not, kind of located in one part of the world and otherwise you can't call it bourbon right, right? um so it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes because i had this massive bump in sales and it's kind of judging by the liquor store owners that we're talking to and i think bourbon is peaking like i think there's a there's a huge there's a huge market for it but I think a bourbon drinker can just as easily be a rum drinker, and they would never know the difference. Oh, I you would know the difference. <laughs> I, whether they choose to or not, that's the difference. Because I, with rum, even the really, really good rums, it's still like a super sweet-ass beverage. With it, with it, At least with whiskey, if you don't want something sweet, don't go American. <laughs> you have that going for you? I, I don't know. Yeah, but Scotch whiskey isn't bourbon. No, it's not. You're right. Uh, but American single malt is American whiskey. It's not. Bourbon. Yeah, but I still wouldn't call it bourbon. Like to no, me, well, no. So bourbon has to have you know the 51 percent corn yeah. in the grist, and it has to be aged on fresh oak barrels. And if you want to call it Tennessee whiskey, it has to be filtered through charcoal. Yes, all these things are true. But I'm talking about a, a typical bourbon drinker is also a, another whiskey drinker of some sorts. Sure. And rum's the same. I mean, if people enjoy like high end rums, they they tend to like a lot of high end scotches as well. I'm just I'm saying the what I like about the 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 rum movement and the reason that I tend to prefer the rums over the bourbons is there's a distinct difference. It's not you're not going to often find someone be able to replicate Santa uh, Santa Teresa from Venezuela versus like Jamaican rum which is a very distinct flavor, Puerto Rican rums, which have distinct flavors. Like they're, they, they all have different styles of making it that make it that type of rum. So to me, rum is much more like whiskey than bourbon is. Bourbon to me is just, there's a consistent flavor that you expect from a bourbon and there's some funky things that people can do with it, but it's bourbon. Like, I don't know. It's just me, but I agree with you on the, 
the blended scotch. Blended scotch is worthless. Yeah, no, single malt. That's where it's at. I'm a fan of that. I can. I like the smoky. The peat smoke is is good if it's all together. Just blend it all, and I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on board. <laughs> so Brian, I ripped open the Ripper. What am I? Uh, what am I expecting here? Fruity, fruity, fresh and tooty. Okay. There's a long like diatribe of shit on the back of this can. Yeah, it's stone. <gasps> they're pretty. I mean, they're the maker. They're the originator of arrogant bastard. So. Yeah. They can pontificate about their brews for quite That's some a time. Lot. That's a lot. Um, I will say I really enjoy... Uh, what's the stout that Stone makes? That's a good beer. I like this one. Ripper's uh, good. They make Woot Stout is what they have out right now. But then they also have the Russian Imperial Stout. They don't make a whole That's lot of one. stouts. They make the Russian, the Russian Imperial Stout. The Russian Imperial Stout they make every two years. Yeah, so I've had that one before um, on draft when I was in California. Phenomenal. Really enjoy that one. It, it's like 12%, 12.5%, something like that. Uh, I want to say it's 10.5%, but it, it fucking kicks like a mule. Delicious. Steve that I've had. Um, so, Brian, uh, I had a discussion today, okay. and I want to get your thoughts on it. So I, I'd like to know... I mean, we've been doing this cast for a bit. At this moment, what is your go-to brewery? Like, if if you if you were to go top to bottom, right, lager to barley wine to sour to, I'd say it's got to be a brewery that that makes more than one style. So you so, can't do like Jester King or something like that. So style the style like across the board. <clears throat> Which one could I, I point to on a menu across the nation? Um, I would say if it's regionally, keep it to kind of the southern so like, U.S. So like 30, 30, so are, like 30 if it, states. If they have 30-state distribution. Yeah, then you can choose it. Okay. Bell's. Bell's Brewing out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Bells? They okay. will fucking... You, you should have started... <clears throat> but Bell's is what I go to. Who, who, would, who did you say? So I I have two, okay. and you you can, you may have two as well. Uh, give me just a second. It sounds like those armadillos are back at Frank's house. I'm sure the dogs will not murder the shit out of the armadillo. Okay, I'm just gonna talk over it. So uh, cool. Can't I wait. had a I had a. Give me a second. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Frank is okay. outside, no lights on, and just the dogs barking. I had a. I had a draw, and my draw is Founders or Firestone Walker. I can consistently recommend anything that those two breweries make and know that they will be good. Okay. Uh, So I will 100% agree with you on both of those. Here's the one caveat that I'll throw out there. Firestone Walker, their distribution for all of their styles, not as great as Founders or Bell's. Okay, and I will say their their top of the top beers are extremely hard to get. So and it's so here's a question: Is Founders in California? I believe so. I think Founders has gotten all fifty states okay. or all, all the lower forty eight states. The other thing is Founders makes so many different styles of beer, and they make them mm-hmm. so very well. <laughs> 
that it's hard to, it's hard to discredit founder or find any flaws in founders. This year, I will say their barrel room, their barrel collection beers have let me down a little bit. They have not been up to the standards that they have in the past. And that's okay. That's not discrediting them. It's not knocking them out of even like a even the running to to say that Frank is wrong in his pick. But the reason I like Bells so much <coughs> is that literally every beer that I can pull out of their lineup, they're like seventy percent of the time that beer that I'm holding is on a style guide as a commercial example for that style of beer. Meaning they've either brewed a beer to a classic style that came well before them or that they created a beer that uh, basically led to the creation of a style. That's fair. I mean, I've not had bad Bells. I think Bells gets far more distribution in Dallas and Houston than they do in Austin. Mm -hmm. I'll be straight up and down about that. I don't think that... We we regularly see Two Hearted. We regularly see the Stout. Um, and that's about it. We, so we don't get any of their. I bet you of, see. I bet you see Oberon. I know you see Oberon. We do see Oberon, but Ober, Oberon's not common. Uh, it, it's, it's not common. Each place maybe gets a keg, nah, and then that shit should that shit runs from February through September. <laughs> yeah, but if it's out. Here at the smaller bars, you don't see it again. I only oh, really yeah. go to like. Well, I also I forget the Austin drinking scene, which is if it's not immediately in front of me, it's dead to me. Which it sort of is. Well, okay, so you got to remember, most people here like to support small local businesses. I so yes, it, it's tough because there's a massive market of just small local businesses. So Dallas, they, Dallas and Austin are, uh, are cities built on commuters and built on transplants. Whereas Austin is a very much homegrown city. I forget that we're like Houston and Dallas. I have people coming from all over the country living in these two cities, Austin, yeah. very much California and Austin people. That's all the people that live in Austin. <laughs> so, but it's funny because it's not, so you you remind me of of of, of uh, Oberon, and I haven't had Oberon since early July because it's been sold out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I the, the Bell's is just always good. You look for that little round like knob at the top, little mm-hmm. pool cue mm-hmm. or pool ball. Um. Yeah, they're they're always delicious. I wholeheartedly agree. I always recommend Bell's, and then another one that I'll throw into that category. Um, that I know we had a disappointing experience, Brian. But if if I'm in the southern U.S. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm I'm looking to recommend something that's truly local. Um, I normally go one of two ways, and it's either um Prairie mm-hmm. or it is. Petacolas. Those are two that I can normally wholeheartedly recommend. Even though I think Petacolas is overrated, you've heard me say it. Well, the price good. It, well, I mean, yeah, they're priced overrated down there where you are. But yes, and I, I would agree with that. Uh, Prairie is typically way overpriced. Everything that they do is mm-hmm. way overpriced. Well, so okay, let's talk about that. Those are wholesalers and brewing. Uh, so as a as a brewery, you get to pick your wholesaler. No, I mean you you do yes, but if you're a brewery that like Prairie that sells to another company, 
you don't have as much say as to what your who your wholesaler is. Yeah, but you can you can pitch a fit about the fact that they sell your beer for cheap. You can't do anything about it though. No. So the the Petacolis being self distributed. Yeah. They have this view upon their beer that if they drive to Austin, then all of a sudden it becomes twice as valuable. So see, I don't, I, I don't believe that. Like, here's why I say that. Mm. If they did that, they, I, they absolutely fucking, did it. You could go around this whole themselves. town, and that's what you paid for a pint. That is it was so dumb. Like, they should never fucking do that. Like, I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, so here, here's the deal. If you're running a business, okay. If you're running a business and you're saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna sell to this city in for three months." What you do is you take the fucking loss on any profits that you would have on that, or you would take let that eat into the let your transportation cost cut into the margins of that product and sell that or, product for marketing's sake. Because you know that if you can get it to sell in Austin, when you launch distribution down there fully and wholeheartedly, then you'll fucking have a market already built up. But what you do when you overprice shit when you go into a market is you create this. You don't create an. Uh, the illusion of hype. What you do is you create the illusion of a uh, uh, fucking, I don't know, uh, hoity-toityness. I'm not thinking of the stuck right words. Stuck-upness in a yes. town that's not stuck up. It's the exact, exactly right. They're the exact opposite of stuck up. Like they make their money off a of beer that is cheap, 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 and good, listen, good, good. Listen, good. listen Petacolis. The wealthiest people in this town wear shorts and a t-shirt. Exactly. Work. You would like. never fucking... When they, when they show up in Dallas, people in suits in Dallas look yeah. down on them, and they yeah. fucking hop in their goddamn Maseratis and drive away. So so I, I understand that the head brewer was like, Daddy needs himself a Maserati. <sighs> the but, head brewer is, is a bit of a... He's a piece of work, and I don't like... Michael Pedicolis? Absolutely. They, they... One of the consistent things, and it was not just kind of people I, I heard this across town every time i commended the, or commented on the fact that it was very expensive to order a velvet hammer like eight dollars nine dollars which by the way i've got a velvet <clears throat> hammer in the refrigerator right now i bought two 16 ounce crowlers of it for seven dollars oh my god Fuck that's off. insulting you can buy a four pack right now like lone star taps and caps Posted on their Fort Worth page that you can buy a four pack of sixteen ounce cans for thirteen dollars. No. Suck a bag of dicks, Austin. Suck it. Like no. that's basically what no. they said. That was never possible here. So okay, just, and, and you know what I should do? I should gotta, just start running crawlers down there. But you've got to think that they imagine the word would come out that they were like their beer vacation was really just the profit center. And they came and floated the San Marcos daily. Like I don't, I don't know what they were doing, but you could not get one of those pints poured for. I think the cheapest was like six bucks, and don't quote me on that, but I think it was six dollars, and consistently paid about seven to nine dollars for them. And it wasn't That's not insane. not due to like bar price gouging. They regularly said, yeah, they would not allow. And okay, here's here's the other thing that I can see happening is in Austin, beer could potentially command a higher price and they don't want to be at the lower end That's of true. whatever the price list is that you're presenting them. That's true. So they price it like the higher end beers. It's possible, though unlikely, it's possible. So maybe I'll, I'll I, give them a pass if that's their actual reasoning, but... I feel like it was more like, hey, we've got this G10 we need to pay for because we got to go international with this bitch tomorrow. I still don't understand why you wouldn't 
take Austin. It was clearly like a marketing stunt to do it was. Austin beer, sorry, you know, beercation in Austin and not just suck it up and take a hit on the margins that you're selling down there. Eat it up, you know, eat the trans, you know, eat it in the transportation of the beer just to get a solid market built. So when you eventually do launch in Austin, you have a solid base. I don't understand that. I don't know. I, it's also probably either. why I'm not uh, running a brewery right now, but who who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, the, the problem here is the proof is going to be in the pudding two years from now. It's not going to happen tonight. It's not going to happen in the next two weeks. Like, you can't find Petacolis anywhere in Austin right now. So now people are going to start talking about the Velvet Hammer again and how good it was. And they might forget, you know what, potentially about the fact that so this whole business went on. I don't know. I so I had I had the I had Velvet Hammer on Saturday. I poured it for my mom. Long story, but poured it for my mom. She she appreciated it. She liked it. Tasted quote unquote unlike anything I've ever tasted before. When I tasted it with her, I was disappointed. It, it, I felt like I had the same pint that Frank had uh, last month. It was simply, oh, all right, that's not bad. Like it, ta- it didn't taste anything like that first time that I had it. I was, I was kind of bummed. But okay, I was gonna reserve that thought on the old Graham post until I had the second pour of it, and uh, and and let it be known. I don't know. I, I it, it's. I don't want to because it, it. It's not that it's disappointing. It doesn't taste the same that it did when I first had it, or when I've had it every time, every time since. So maybe I was it, in the wrong place. Maybe I was in the wrong place, wrong headspace for it. I don't know. And that's that's what I'm going to chalk it up to as well. I I am not going to be a person that. So you've you've taken me to Petacolas. I know they have good beer. I right. don't like the fratty scene that they've got going on at the bar, but that it's is, okay. Don't blame that on Petacolas. That is I Dallas mean, in general. That is absolutely, 100% Dallas. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, yeah, I it, it was better than two whatever, Sex in a Canoe or whatever that, that beer was. Um, that brewery. Oh, you're talking about Noble Ray. Yes. I, li- I like Petacolas better than Noble Ray. Yeah, Noble Ray is a very specific brewery for a very specific beer drinker. And sometimes I'm not that beer drinker, honestly. So <laughs> I think Villem would I, really enjoy that brewery. Katie would really enjoy that brewery. The graphics are off the <laughs> They are. It the is, beer is fantastic. The beer too. is it's just not as good. good as no, it's not. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's not. And you know, what's weird is that Noble Ray is actually hold hosting a Cicerone certification off flavor tasting at their brewery, and they're just pouring you sex in a canoe, and like, what's wrong with this the beer? The joke is that exact quote, <laughs> is that, hey, we don't have to spike our beer, we can just do the off-flavor tasting as is, which I originally took offense to. I was like, guys, 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 let's be honest, they make good beers, and then I got to thinking about it, I'm like, no, actually, there's some pretty big off-flavors in their beers, that would do that actually be useful training exercise. So... Here's what I'll say is the 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 Petacolas hype is warranted, but I to your point I th- I think they might have overplayed their hand a little bit with the vacation. The vacation was oh, very yeah. successful. They sold a lot of beer, but I don't know that I would I would 
yeah, it, it just it was difficult to justify. I th- that velvet hammer experience that I had. Now that you've kind of had a similar experience, I'm not going to judge it forever. I'll have it again. Yeah. We'll see if it improves. But yeah, I just wasn't there with it. Like I, I keep seeing them retweet these velvet hammer pictures out there, and I'm like, you know, the one I had was okay, but. <laughs> I th- I think for for people to speak as highly as they did of it, either either that or I have no palate, but it just was not there for me. I mean, yeah, I I don't. So. It's a unique beer. <clears throat> it I, for me it doesn't taste it doesn't doesn't uh, tickle my pickle in the same way that it did two three four or five years ago when I had it. So Brian, when you come down here for the the old festivities for my uh oh yeah 21st birthday 21st the, birthday yeah <laughs> the uh finally yeah, the legal anniversary of my 21st birthday <laughs> finally legal the, barely <laughs> uh, ooh the uh the brewery i want to take you to for the simple fact that it's it's a wide variety there's two of them one of them's called vista okay and you'll taste some more. So they apparently have a very good triple. I did not taste the triple because I, I normally start on the light, the, like the light end of a spectrum. And if you can't do that well, I'm not going to like try your aged beers. I right. don't know if that's biased or not, but no, it's kind of what I do. Um, so I did find their ESB to be delicious. You had the ESB. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll go to Vista, and then there's this brewery in San Marcos called Aqua Brew. And Aqua Brew has a style, highly underappreciated, called Vienna Lager. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, as as passionate as I am about the world needing more ESBs because I love them, Vienna Lager, like, bring me some multi-loggers, my friends. You want to know? Come on. You want to know one of the world's best Vienna Loggers? Old Speckle Hen. No, that is an ESB. <laughs> It is an ESV. Damn it. I was well, just Or guessing. English pale ale if it's bottled. Now, one of the okay. world's best Vienna lagers is Modelo Negra. All right. That explains it. It is a fantastic beer. It's so it goddamn good. Um, Boston lager from Sam Adams was designed originally as a Vienna lager. It's just it didn't an, turn out that way. It's an Americanized version of it. They, used a, they use American malt. And a few Americanized English hop, or uh, German hops, but that I mean, for most people, it's the best example of a Vienna, or best fresh example of a Vienna lager. Okay, yeah, I'd like I'd like some more Vienna lagers out there from these small breweries. I think here here's kind of my take on the small brewery revolution that we're experiencing or have experienced and reached a peak and i think you're kind of seeing some of them shut down that weren't that good yes um differentiate but do it in a way that's like positive it's it's conducive to success yeah like it's it's you can introduce people to the beers and they're not going to be like oh this is a peach milkshake ipa prairie (laughs) where what 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 how drunk were you like, so here's the deal. If it's you, just not something. It's something Brian would order. I encourage it's you. It's not something. Well, I, that ninety percent of the world would order. So, like, tr- full disclosure, I went to the brew pub <clears throat> to order their beer called PDX Stout. PDX Stout that is like actually a, sounds like uh, I don't know drain cleaner. Well, it is a it's a hazelnut coffee chocolate stout. 
Okay, and, and, I, and what I was, does PDX stand for? Do we know? Portland something. I don't fucking know. <sighs> anyway, I went there to order that beer. And when I got there, because I noticed it was on their tap list, when I got there, I saw that that Crowler, the 20-ounce Crowler, was $32. And I said to myself, there's no fucking way I'm paying $32 for a Crowler of beer. You can go completely fuck yourself. Frank, I know you've never been there, um, but you should. If you, if you find yourself in Oklahoma City, you should definitely stop by Prairie OKC and get upset with me. It is the I don't I don't know how to say this properly without offending someone, so I'm just gonna go ahead and fucking say it. It's a goddamn pretentious hipster hangout, and it's fucking annoying. Like if you if you they, there's no markings on the outside of the building that say the Prairie is there. It says Eighth Street Market, and you're just supposed to fucking know the Prairie is inside there. There's no like when you go inside the. Everything is set up like you've been there before. Like it's like they they took the concept of Cheers, where everyone knows your name, and just didn't fucking tell anyone that everyone knows your name. Let's just hold on, hold on. Cheers has a fucking sign, <laughs> and Prairie OKC does not. I I was I was angry before I even walked in this fucking place. <laughs> now I was there for the first time hanging out with Jay. It was his birthday. And I said to myself, this is going to be a fun time no matter what. So just go with it. And then when I had their beer, I was like, you know what? I'm hanging out with friends. I'm having this beer. This is great. And then when I I left, I tabbed out. I said to myself, I paid a lot of money for uh, some beers that I had, but you know what? It's fine. I had had a good time with friends. It was great. And then when I went back and I spent 23 goddamn dollars (laughs) on two beers, one of which was a complete fucking waste of time and money uh and, oh by the way i paid uh seven or sixteen dollars for that crowler of shit peach milkshake ipa and then i paid i'm seven ninety nine or seven dollars for a bottle of birthday bomb which if you've ever had birthday bomb it is phenomenal i would have gladly bought four bottles of birthday bomb and so here, here's money. hold on though birthday bomb is normally $12. It's yeah, 9.99 if you buy it at retail. So yes, it was cheaper there buying it from the source. So that was a positive. But I'm going to be no, honest with you. Is it 16 ounce? No, it's a 12 ounce bottle. Just a bottle. Oh, 12 okay. ounce bottle. If, well, down here it's normally 12 bucks. Yes. If I had I would have the, the long story short, I would have rather walked into a fucking liquor store and paid 9.99 for that bottle of Birthday Bomb and I bought fucking $13 worth of something else. Rather than gone to Prairie OKC to buy that shit, it, it annoyed so, the shit out of me. Just being in there, it annoyed the fuck out of me. So I've I've never been to the Prairie Brewery, the Prairie Brewery in OKC in, in Tulsa okay. or Oklahoma City. I've, I've been to the Prairie um, Brew Pub, which is phenomenal. Oh, we talk about Sobo. Uh, is uh, it in South Boston? Yeah, South Boston. That's what they call it, Prairie Brew Pub Sobo. Oh my gosh! Okay, now I don't like it anymore. Exactly. Welcome uh, to Prairie, bitch. That's basically <clears throat> what they should just say. Welcome to Prairie, motherfucker. Give me fifty dollars. Uh, That's what they do. It's a shakedown yeah, at the uh, door. Fifty dollars. Here's your two pints. Get the fuck out of I here. I mean, it's just. Uh, I, I know Villem is in agreement here. Like, just be creative. So no, it's no, no. It, everything about this experience though is just be fucking creative. And when I say be creative, I also mean produce fucking good shit. 
Don't just do something for the sake of doing something. Do something fucking good. And when I say yeah. good, I don't mean put some neat art on the wall or put a fucking neon with cool with cool font up there. No. Fuck you. Put a sign on the outside of the building and let people know where the fuck they're going. Because also, it's by the train tracks. So it could very well be a homeless hangout where you get stabbed three seconds after entering. But no. You're at the 8th Street Market. Welcome, motherfucker. None of the other... Okay, so what it is when you walk inside this building is like a straight hallway. It's like an internal, like, 80s-style office building where you walk inside and there's like an indoor atrium for some reason. You don't know why it's there. And then you see all these... Uh, offices over on the left-hand side that are like unrented workspaces where apparently they're bringing in uh, food play, food joints. Like there's a pho place going in over there. And then I guess or real estate uh, agent or some place. other shit. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of unused space around here. There's just empty fucking dead, dead rooms. And then you walk down the hallway and you see the seating area continued in the open courtyard. And you're like, oh, I'm supposed to know this is the prairie courtyard where I can order beer and drink shit at a concrete bar. No, everything God, seems fine annoying. here. It, do, it pissed me off. It, it really did. Um, that's not cool. It, it's not cool, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I should speak up and say that this is not cool, this is not the way you should do shit, because I feel like there's enough people visiting there every single time I go, and I'm like, well, they're doing something. Yeah, but they're doing it based on reputation. It's not... So, unfortunately, they are the Oklahoma brewery, so... They're, they're, they're the, the McAllen of Oklahoma breweries. They're always going to get people to go in there, and they make good beer. Prairie makes good beer. The stuff that gets distributed is legitimately good beer, and I feel as though if their experimental brews are not working out, that's a sign of like it's it's sort of like the canary in the coal mine. They grew to a point where they might have gone too fast, and if they can't consistently put out a product to their brew pubs and um, cause they have two brew pubs and two breweries. And if they can't yeah. consistently, cause they have an Oklahoma city prairie brew pub too. Well, that's the one, they, that, that's the one we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if they can't, if they can't put out a product consistently and it's a problem, that's yeah. a problem. That's not, I, it, I don't the, know. Maybe they fix it. I, but see, that's the deal. Like when you have, when you have so many other glaring problems, like not having a fucking sign on a building that they don't plan on fixing, you're like, are they even planning on fixing the fucking quality of the beers? Because I don't think they are. I think they're they're they're. Is it selling? Is their problem right? It's like, well, it is. That's the thing. That's the other shit. Like you have, and I I told our beer friends from uh, Instagram when I met up with them in Oklahoma City a couple months ago. Like the issue is when you have an, an uneducated market like Oklahoma, if you put out a shit product and everyone buys it and they continue to buy it, what you've done is undereducated an entire like an entire drinking population. That way, when companies like Bell's, Founders, Ballast Point, Firestone Walker come in, they're like, "What's this shit? This tastes oh, this tastes weird." I'm like, no, it fucking tastes correct. It tastes what it's it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. It's not supposed to taste like a sixteen dollar fucking Scotch ale that's six percent alcohol. Get the hell yeah. out of here. That's not how that shit's made. Brian, I am sorry you had that experience, but well, I'm glad you apologized because no one else in the fucking Prairie team did. I posted that they don't. shit. You know, the next thing we do, here's what we do. We do we plan a joint trip. We go on up to Tulsa. 
We hit up Heirloom, Rustic Ales. Ugh. We I, we I, hit up like I, some good new small breweries that still do things the way Prairie claims to do things. And then we have some like actually special barrel like n- not barrel but tasting room barrel beers and like y- you know like have a good good time and not I bother mean, with the super uber cuz you know okay here's here here's Parker welcome to the episode. Oh hold here's on Parker hold, other- hold on time out time out I got this. <laughs> it's Parker. I made that for you Parker. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't really know what to think of that. I, I was fairly anticlimactic. Yeah, I know. It's the best part. You coming in the door and then a bunch of beer cans and bottles moving around and everyone clapping. Uh, that's what that was. Okay, that makes a little more sense now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that, I'm pretty proud of that. That reminds me. Uh. Well, I'm just gonna botch it. Uh, do you remember that nature movie? For it was probably 15 years ago now. Um, where the where the guy takes his dad was like a big like uh, Nova type of you know nature uh, cinematographer. Oh, yeah. What was that called? I uh, Grizzly Man and Oksana Bayou. No, what is it? And she's learning no. how to be a Oksana Bayou. Now, anyway, it, this he he's trying to follow in his dad's footsteps and take over this filming nature shows and it's just but dad's a wolf <laughs> one of the scenes was it just shows him pulling up in his like old ratty truck and he opens the door and all these beer cans fall out and then he's like you see this you know alligator in the wild and then like he he finishes the shot and then he just leaves all the beer cans out in the, <laughs> out, out in the wilderness and gets back in his truck and leaves away it's like something wilderness into the wilderness i don't know it's okay. a pretty damn funny show uh yeah, Wait, it's, a, fall, it's not I'll supposed fall. to be funny, is it? No, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Okay. His dumbass is like, and you see here is a bear. It was actually named after a football team in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something um, off of late night Adult Swim. It does not sound real. It's definitely not called Into the Wilderness because that's a book. About and it's also 18th, like a real thing about a grizzly. 18th century England. <laughs> Into the Wild. Damn it. Into the Wild is the book that's about the Alaska okay. grizzly bears. No. no. That's what I think it is. Well, there's like a lot of it. Um, no grizzly okay. man. Well, if we had uh, Willem Loud Typer on the cast, he could he could look it up for us. But Please tell me you heard the old clickety-clacks of him playing fucking... Um, Oh, Dude, yeah, and Frank, you're jabbing him at the end. <laughs> Thanks for your whole 20 seconds of input. During this <laughs> like, you might as well have been watching a movie or something. <laughs> he just uh, leaned over in the microphone every 30 minutes and said something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Reddit. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're recording? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Parker... Si, senor. Um, I would like to uh, get your thoughts on the Hyundai Sonata that I'm selling for $11,500. It's a 2011. Frank, uh, Parker, he's already gone down to $10,000 if you're paying in cash. <laughs> yeah, if you're paying cash. I might, I might if, if, you're, if you need a finance, I'll probably bump it up to ten five. 
72 month term, 250 basis points. Oh, are you gonna you're gonna offer the financing? Yeah, Frank financing. It's a hell of a deal. That's right. Yeah, get your kneecaps trod off. Well, all those little uh, Mexican car joints are always like fee or what is it? What is finance? Fia, fian? I don't know. Yeah, fiance. That's what it is in Spanish. a key or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna finance through you uh, for sure. That's that's somebody that if you don't pay, they just come break your kneecaps in the middle of the night. Well, that's exactly what I'm offering here. Well, <laughs> you you've nailed Frank's business model. Good. He did, except I'm not going to be doing the chopping off. Yeah. Uh, you probably yeah. bleep that part of the cast. Probably bleep it. Oh, yeah, along with your insurance fraud scheme that we uh, discussed exactly. earlier. Exactly. Yeah, I'll beep that yeah, up. This too. car really, I should stop bringing it up. It's just going to get in trouble. It's just me? a liability at this point. <laughs> at this point, you listen back to this cast, every single thing I've tried. It's incriminating. Yeah, it's incriminating. <laughs> Financiamos a key. Like, we finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hmm, you got four cars on your lot here. <laughs> They're making a hell of a deal on all four of those things. So, okay, um, what I was actually going to ask, Parker, the experience that y- you've been to Prairie in Tulsa, have you not? Um, to the brew pub, yes. Okay, you haven't been to the brewery. Villem's the only one who's been to the brewery. Okay. No. Well, so scratch the, that question. The brewery then. that he went to is the is the American Solera Brewery now, which I went to and had a terrible experience. Yeah, but didn't you go there and you felt like it was a county bar that you had, like a towny bar that you had no business being in? No, it felt like I yeah. went into a frat party that I had no business being in. Oh, okay. But you felt uncomfortable. Yes. Well, yeah, I've heard that from others as well, that they kind of got that but feeling. I, like, I feel like if I'm a... I'm a certified. Yeah, bar. I'm a certified Cicerone. I shouldn't be feeling uncomfortable walking into a, a brewery. You know what Man. I mean? Yeah, he's but just, he's just going to keep throwing that card. I, I am. You should just start wearing a badge. I actually yeah. am waiting for them to send me a patch so I can sew it on in my vest and stuff. You know. God damn. Dude, get a tattoo. I think I would do. They can take it away from you. You know, the one thing they can't take away from you is your edumacation and your Cicerone. (laughs) And my Cicerone tattoos. (laughs) What are you? Homeless. What do you Can you ever get that revoked? No. I I don't know. You know what? I don't want to test it. (laughs) I don't think a DUI even gets it revoked. They're just like, okay, he just went a little bit too far. Yeah. Celebrated (laughs) too much. Too many tasters. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, can you get, like, disbarred? I don't think so, but I don't want to test that out. You know what I mean? You know, I want to test those waters. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine uh, Brian's the first one. I'm the first one. No beer. Uh, can you imagine the the headline and the the beer the beer, <laughs> beer periodicals? Yeah, like Brian Pod, podcast host double blind taste testing with elementary school kids. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, it's like. He mixed up Milwaukee's best and Firestone Lager in a blind taste testing. C- certified Cicerone certification removed. D- kicked out of the Cicerone program. Well, <sighs> that'd be terrible. Anyway, sorry, Prairie Brew Pub. Have you ever been to the Brew Pub in Tulsa, Parker? Yeah, I have. The um, one in Sobo? Yeah, you know, I, I've only been once. It was before a concert. And I was not overly impressed with the quality of food that I got. Oh, they actually really? have a kitchen? I had good food there. Well, I, don't, I mean, what did you get? French fries? 
<laughs> no, they did. Well, okay, so it was for Willem's uh, wedding. It was his. Uh, what do you call that? The party before the wedding? Rehearsal dinner? Bachelorette party. Rehearsal dinner. The bachelorette party. Well played, Parker. I should have gone um, with that. So, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, for the rehearsal dinner, but they had Burnco uh, ribs and whatnot. And Burnco's good. So, I, I, don't, I guess we had some of Prairie's food. Um, but the memorable part was like the Burnco ribs and the Burnco uh, fatty. Burn-ins. So it wasn't necessarily, I guess, prairie directly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. It wasn't even their food that you're. Enjoying. No, we had. They had some of their food. It was just mainly the stuff that I remember really enjoying was the burn co. So, yeah. Okay, quick interjection here. That movie was called Strange Wilderness in 2008. Okay. Oh, right. was that about that chick who was learning to be a human and she was. Oh, that no. Had not animal instincts. She was raised child, by animals, right. the feral children. That was we a revenant. In, uh, rage. Um, we watched that at that no. ski lodge. You weren't invited to. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. And it was very, very awkward. <laughs> I, I a great time. Felt man. unwelcome the whole time. Perfect. That's what they were going for. <laughs> was, was it better than the time that I got invited to Breckenridge and uh, Shanna and her recently divorced boyfriend was there and they hated each other but slept in the same bed? You know, they were making amends <laughs> for the sake of that trip. Well, they made it work. They had booked things prior to and, you know. I will say one undisclosed thing that happened is early one morning – I woke up and I was getting ready to go take a piss and this dude was up, her then ex-boyfriend was up and she it, it was it was a pretty sick burn and I will have to give credit. She rolled over and she goes, wow, it looks like you have a boner right now. Are you serious? And he goes, yeah, shouldn't you be helping it out? And she goes, <laughs> she goes no, I'm going to go sleep in the next room. And she like got up and went to the couch. It's pretty fucking funny. Wait, were you in the room with them? When this happened? No, you remember that whole like that little like cabin we stayed in had the upstairs and the downstairs, yeah, like and you and I were sleeping upstairs. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, weird. all right. Yeah. I, I was like, I, th- I no. Frank, I just visioned you in the the Brian suite, which is a windowsill bunk. No, it a- was like <laughs> it was like eight people sleeping in a like five bedroom or sorry, a five sleeping area. Cabin. cabin. Oh, okay. He was hiding in the closet, wishing to be the friction in his jeans. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I listened to Fallout Boy today. It's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> and classic. then I chimed in. Um, okay, that's, that's Panic, at the, Panic at the Disco. You son of a bitch. Different band altogether. <laughs> get your fucking Same early two thousands emo yeah, bands yeah, together. Get your, yeah, get your screamo correct, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to be him. Just a notching you a bad person. You're just a line in the song. That's oh, good. They don't have a British accent, though. Yeah, they <laughs> sort of do. They try to pretend. Notching your bad post, but you're just a line in the song. That's good. <laughs> I like that heart. Um, it's break- Parker. It's- yeah. <laughs> Drop a heartbreaking <laughs> name. But go ahead. I, I do know that. Okay. I was just deal. trying to go with I like that something. Nope. Um, Parker. Yes. So um, it's been a while since we've had you on. 
<laughs> it really has not. No, it has not. It's literally been like 10 days. Yeah, tops. That's a pretty long time, though, because we recorded a cast last week without you. Uh, but the listeners think that they heard him on the last call, which yeah. was released yeah, on like, Sunday. People just believe uh, the fact that that last call was recorded before the not last call, which was the episode of last okay, week. Okay, all right. Yeah, right. you just so, you've seen behind the curtain. Yeah, that's right. So what I'd like to understand from you is you are now two weeks into your uh, beer tending experience. It's more like and, four, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but two weeks since we've talked to you about it. Come on, just sell it, man. <clears throat> Jeez. Just tanking bits over here tonight. So two weeks in to four weeks in. Um, <laughs> are you still enjoying it? Do you recommend people who are busy dads but want like to do something on weekends, maybe sometimes to take up a gig like this? Like, would you recommend this to anybody else? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, I think I said last time it's. I find it to be very therapeutic, uh, but I'm a people person. I'm a talker. I you know I can talk to a brick wall. Um, but I, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy uh, talking about the beers and kind of finding out what I think that they would like best. Uh, what you know from the selection that's on tap. Parker, uh, could you could you sell a ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves? I yeah, I could. Okay, I could. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Um, but and it's not a whole you know it's not a whole lot of selling going on. I mean, obviously they're. <laughs> They're coming there for a reason, you know. I mean, there's not uh, food there from another restaurant um, or anything like Prairie Brew Pub. Uh, they do have food <laughs> trucks out front occasionally, but that's not their cup of tea. You know, people are coming there to get good, high-quality beer. Um, and, you know, there's pretzels and uh, peanuts. But next to that, you know, there's there's no uh, fucking around as to why they're there. Um, and And as such, I think... It's nice. I mean, people, and and from what I've seen, you know, there's a lot of people because this is the first brewery in Broken Arrow ever. Um, what I've seen is a lot of people, you know, your gas station beer drinkers, getting exposed to this whole new world, uh, essentially of beers, and mm-hmm. like their eyes are being opened. Don't you to dare close your eyes. I was gonna the say, would you call it a virtual world. magic carpet ride along the uh, brewery express? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with a little Iranian guy. When flying. someone when someone comes in and you go, "Welcome to a whole new world," and they start to drink it, you just grab their chin and you say, "Don't you dare close your eyes!" Every like time, that. please. And I think that'll up your tip intake. I'm just gonna throw it out there. If it does, I'll take my 10 percent cut. You know, gotta pay well, daddy. You know what I mean? That's another nice thing is like the tips. I mean, uh, all the uh, wait staff is uber friendly and and. Uh, Pretty knowledgeable on the beers, um, so and I'm they're just not gonna, pretentious. I'm, I'm like just, I'm, I'm just other. gonna throw this out there, Parker. I know you're doing great work. How many listeners have you gained from being at the brew pub? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first off, that's <laughs> a great question. Make this Second, about us. <laughs> yeah. What I was gonna say, Parker. <clears throat> okay, you said no matter what he says, no hand jobs. Okay, that will get you fired. I'm just gonna be. No, honest. You said, you if said an Iranian property. Oh, okay. I just want to go back to the magic carpet ride because you said an Iranian guy driving, and I was going to say 
no. X, Y, and Z would no. take offense to that, right? And I had to look up who Jasmine's boyfriend was. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking Aladdin. So he was like, that was, a, yeah. I, I The movie Aladdin is about Aladdin. Wait, did you just burn I, yourself with that comment? I did. I, it, was, Idiot. it was so dumb. I looked it up and I was like, are you serious right now, Frank? It's Aladdin, obviously. Like, what are we doing here? You looked up who um, Jasmine's so anyways, boyfriend yeah, is. Aladdin would call himself Persian, not Iranian. Iran well, did not exist when he was flying his He's modding it up. But Iranians still identify as Persian. They yeah. do, and you know why they do that. Poor gay. Tax purposes? Because, no, Tax. the negative... Because <laughs> the they're a, per, a Persian-owned small business? <laughs> the negative context that uh, Iran, uh, Iran has in America. Iran. So they will identify themselves as being Persian because Americans are dumb enough to not know where Persia is. Yeah, no, yeah. I went to Persia last year on spring break. It was great. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Persia, I'm, I'm the prince of Persia, bitch. That's what they call me. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Parker, well, you, the I people that you Iran work with. Iran is a nice country that gets a bad rap. The, I agree. With the, the people that you work with, Parker, are nice people. They're knowledgeable. And they're not pretentious. That sounds like a trifecta for uh, a know. place that I want to visit. Go figure. And the bathrooms are clean. Uh, sound familiar? Kind of sounds like Quick Trip. I, well, I was going to say, is it a safe place? <laughs> and you can also drop your unwanted children off there, yes. Sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. And do you, f- well, you don't have to disclose this on the cast, but do you serve cops free beer? No, good question, good question, good question. No, 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 Don't feel no. pressure to answer, don't feel pressure to answer. <laughs> he just says, fuck the police, that's how I say it. He just yeah, like, takes the old... That's how I treat him. Yeah, yeah. NWA said it best. Fuck freedom. Got a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them. Okay, he takes the guy to cover up what what's inside. Keep going, buddy. I'm sure. Matter of fact, ourselves and love their wealth. They're like Shorty Holler. What the ball is that? I hope SoundCloud doesn't bust us for using copyrighted material. I'm sorry. So dead on. I thought I thought having Kanye on the cast would be cool. Apparently, no one else did. Okay, you know. But I guess the grain as usual. Does he know that Kanye didn't sing that song? He does. He does. He said about himself. All right, Parker. How have you been since you've been on the cast? I'll just ask that because Frank is asking very poignant questions. I've been great, you know, since I was last on the cast seven months ago. Yeah, eight years ago when you were on the cast last. You um, uh, good man. I, I, you know, and I'm drinking on uh, some new Glarus Spotted oh, Cow. I saw that you got your new shipment in, your fresh summer shipment in of Spotted I Cow. I did. I'm jealous. I was a happy, fat connoisseur. Uh, fucking love that beer, man. <laughs> it's so good. It, it is. is. I don't. So good. It's one of those that you, you can't quite put your finger on it, I guess. It's kind of like uh, a it, fat tire. Really, I, that, that dude, that is exactly what I was going to say. You remember when we first started drinking fat tire? And we were like, why is this beer so goddamn good? It's because it didn't taste like anything else we'd had before. Mm. That's it. Like and that's what that's what spotted cow is. It's fucking um, it's phenomenal because it doesn't taste like shit that we've been drinking our entire lives. That's good. I I agree. And there's there's something to uh to the fact that you know you can't get it everywhere. You can't get it on every corner stop. You know, Growler Express or um, and it's kind of that effect. I think that 
that drives the demand and, and you feel like you're getting in something special and it's not just, you know, your everyday run of the mill bullshit. That's what did, is, you, did you mean to uh drop a drop a friend of the pod name? Yeah, exactly. All the way from Tulsa. Right. You've never even been, man. That's I'm proud of you. Very what? You not said, any given Growler Express. Yeah. That's oh. uh well Frank's yeah, Frank's hometown yeah. growler shop. Thank Sorry. you. That's not, a dollar in our pocket. Yeah. Dollar off my next check. Well, I don't know that 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 could kind of be interpreted as a backhand compliment there. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe stop using that name. Yeah, did stop. that name come out your mouth? <laughs> we How charge about, for that uh, name. Ex- Express Growlers. There we yeah. go. Better. No Growler hooting, uh, Annie. But you yeah, bring up you, a good, you bring up a good point about it being like a it's it's an exclusivity that uh, makes the beer almost better. Uh, but it, the same thing goes for Yingling. That's why everyone clamors over Yingling, like because you can yeah. only get it in certain states. And when people that you know travel to those states, you ask them to bring shit back for you. And yes, you do. Um, the same goes for for me. It was Cigar City. Like I love Highlight. I love Highlight, and I love Invasion Pale Ale. Anytime someone goes to Florida, I fucking I'm like, hey, here's a tw- here's like a here's like fifty bucks. Right. Bring me Keep- back at least a six pack. If you can fit two six packs in your luggage, get a six pack of Invasion and a six pack of of uh, Highlight. Now that Cigar City's here in Texas, I'm like, hey, just make those two six packs of Invasion because I'm gonna drink them. Well, you know, and I kind of almost I I feel like there is um, something to that 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 they've figured out. You know, those beers that are not mass distributed, they. They've seen the uh, the Krispy Kreme effect, yeah. and they don't want to go down that road. You know, when Krispy Kreme was only you know in the select few cities, it was a like a tourist destination. It's a commodity. Um, now, you know, whenever it's at any shitty gas station that has bars across the cash register area, it you don't feel that cool. You know, and and obviously, you know, Krispy Kreme really kind of lost their ass a few years ago and just you know, had to close down like 700 locations because uh, they grew too big. They tried to get too greedy. And then the demand was no longer there. Um, I think, uh, you know, New Glarus understands that, and they're happy where they're at, and they're not trying to be sold. And I was going to say, their, their issue is more of uh, we know where we play, and they play there well. Yeah. And they do, I mean, they do. There's no denying it. So, yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that you got you got your uh, your summer case. Mm-hmm. I need to find some friends like you have, so I can get my fucking summer case of oh, man. exclusive was... Wisconsin beers. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. stuff. And I mean, fortunately, I know seriously seven people from Wisconsin. So anytime it's like, Oh, you're going home for a funeral. Uh, sorry about uh, your grandma. But uh, while you're there, could you give me a case? So spot a gal, please. You pull out you your know, like, wallet and start like sifting through money. And they're like, Oh my God, he's donating to the cancer fund. Like, no, 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 no. Here's a 25 spot for that check bag. And then an extra 30 for that case. You know what I mean? You know, just, mm-hmm. um, I just got some K brew brought home from Cayman Islands. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of like their national beer, kind of like El Presidente for uh, in Dominican. Don't you Um, dare compare the two. I'm just kidding. Hey, honestly, it tastes very similar. And I think a lot of the Caribbean nations 
Probably. Say similar to what? El Presidente. No, to President Day. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, I, I think it would be difficult to differentiate the the taste of those two. Uh, thinking okay. of it now, um, but uh, yeah, just got some some K K brew brought back from Cayman. Uh, another one of those things where you feel special when you get it because it's not available in the United States. Um, so. Parker, just a quick thing. I know Brian needs to wrap, um, yeah. but before I had like last question, quick hitter, the um, new Glarus beers that you get brought down, it's always Spotted Cow. Have you ever asked for anything else? Uh, I have had another beer in their portfolio. I cannot remember the name okay. of it. Because you, you might you might ask for your case and then a, I should. a mix six because New Glarus has some very good beers. They uh, also and Cow is but one of them. They also have some very expensive beers. <laughs> they they do, but I mean they've got other stuff in cans that I mean it's it's no different than Surly and Minneapolis oh, and like they, they've got a lot of different ones. Yeah, I, I do need to. Uh, step out of my comfort zone, but it's just, damn it, it's hard whenever you find something you know it's to also be true. It's also not terribly expensive, so if someone's okay. doing you a solid, they can pick up... That's fair. They can pick up a little bit, a little something. So sorry, your response on Surly there, Brian, was quite Surly. I fucking love Surly, dude. You like Surly? Okay. I've only had like three of their beers, or three styles that they make, and all three of them have been phenomenally good. Oh, dude, I can get you some Surly on the daily. Like, oh. I... <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Also, do you I think you can give me a discount? I've had lots of Surly. Surly is very good. Their IPAs tend to be incredibly hoppy. Can like, you, not even just a little bit. On a more serious note, can you give me a discount on Surly bicycles that are made up there? <laughs> uh, those fat-ass tired bicycles? Because those are dope as shit for my fat ass. I'd love to roll around on one of those Surly There is bikes. a legit possibility. I think the Surly bicycle company is... I. I want to say Villain is a person that works there. Yeah, well, we're going to have to phone a, fa- phone a friend because uh, Papa needs to ride the bike to the growler shop down the street from my house. Well, I will tell you that Surly beers are oh, – those you are, are correct. They're, they're great. Well, while you're at it, if you do score in one of those, could you put like a uh, water bottle water bottle holder on it uh, <laughs> and then put that Yeti cup in it for Brian? Oh, damn straight. We'll make that work. Oh. You know what I saw today? No, that was a burn. That no. was a burn oh, because you haven't. He actually... doesn't know that you actually did get a yeti from me. Oh, he did. It's uh, actually right here. It's actually right here, and I um branded I it. That, no beer... I feel like that's a burn on me. I I, I branded it with no beer left behind shit. Look at that. Nice. that. Anyway, why Parker... did I? Why did I get a LeBaron? <laughs> Where's your LeBaron, Freddie? <laughs> That is. Wow. Yeah, fucking Tom Green was in that movie. Can you believe it? <laughs> he had uh, one nut. Uh, he had one testicle, daddy. <laughs> right <laughs> the fuck is... That's not that's not the one where he chased the mouse around his room, right? Uh, I think that was a Tom Green <clears> show, no, not the Green was, Tom uh, show. Road trip, that or... road trip. That's right, road trip. <laughs> <clears throat> Hell of a uh, drinking game in road trip. No, that's so, Euro Trip, goddammit. Yes. Brian. Yes. So how, what what kind of sexual favors did you perform to get that Yeti uh, two years later? <laughs> no, I got this about two years ago. This was so Whoa. Frank felt bad and stopped at Bucky's on the way to uh, our buddy Mike's Overmiller's, Overmiller's uh, bachelorette mm. party, and uh, he brought he brought the he bought a round of Yeti. <laughs> he bought a round of Arctic tumblers for everybody, in which I left my Arctic tumbler at the hotel room. 
But uh, I did take the Arctic 32 ounce cup. Nice. Uh, the big was, dog. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Overmiller took those Arctic cum- tumblers with him. Well, good. He he deserved them. Happy happy wedding day, buddy. But <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was I believe it was right after the cast at Troy. It was. <laughs> yeah, had this whole inkling to bring it up and keep bringing it up. He shat and then, all over like, you. Like two casts later, brought up the fact that I rented a car that didn't charge him. Oh yeah, no, no, oh, it was yeah, yeah. the hotel room, <laughs> the motel room. Yeah, with the with the uh, closeness and proximity yeah. to downtown. Now, meanwhile, exactly. as he was <laughs> bitching about that, I was busy telling Frank, "Oh yeah, no, get the W in Plano. We'll find something to do up there." And then we fucking have to drive all of fifty minutes across DFW, <laughs> which was fine. I thought it was hilarious it, though that. It, Dude, dude got mad at the hotel room. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah which fifteen minutes in DFW means oh, that the no, no, hotel no, no. was only about a half mile away. No, 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 no. Fifty five zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> we drove to. Fort okay, Worth. your hotel was three miles away. Three miles away, exactly. I, do, I love you, Troy. Though I just keep bragging on you for that because it's one of the funniest moments I've ever. It was. It, it was on this cast. It was like, oh, you got a car for free, huh? And a hotel room. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Um, uh, all right, fuck. all uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the wrap up music. Let's okay? wrap it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna do this. Play a little rat a tat. Um, I've had fun tonight, gentlemen. Um, thank you for joining us, and listeners. Thank you for joining us again this week. Hopefully, we can grace. We've graced your ears already with a lot of uh, entertaining beer talk, and we hope that. You join us again next time. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at NoBeerLeftCast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast because they don't want to miss a single episode. I know that they don't. And um, oh, also, I just want to throw this out there. Be on the lookout for some uh, at least Brian inclusion in some DFW beer podcasts. I met no. some. I made some good contacts the other night at uh, well, Taps and Caps. Well, okay. So if y'all, want, I said at least Brian, at least Brian, leaving it open to if yeah, it'd be more if bad. Frank, I don't think that uh, you going on a uh, cross whatever podcast show uh, and talking about. Uh, birth defects would go over too well. No, yeah. but it is a perfect opportunity to advertise my Hyundai Sonata for eleven thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what? Two thousand eleven. Okay? You know what? If I don't, if I, if you don't get to make it on the show, I'll definitely pitch your Hyundai Sonata. Can you just pitch it? First Can thing, you pitch it? first thing before my introduction, they'll be like, Say. and we're joined by, and I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> Frank's got a great Hyundai Sonata, twenty eleven, just a touch, just a smidge over eighty thousand miles. He'll yeah. cut you a damn fine deal at twelve five. Okay. Yeah, you can. I gotta take. Him. I gotta get my cut. You know what I mean? I gotta well, get mine. I mean, you gotta wet your beak. Yeah, I gotta wet my um, beak. You and gotta. You gotta tell him too. I didn't roll back the Odo. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that Odo is for showdo. Okay. It's and, for showdo. And you can take that to the bank. No, uh, but be sure to look for us uh, other places. Hopefully, we're going to get out there. And we, again, we want uh, we want some guests. We had fun with the people from Manhattan Project. We had fun with the people from Draft Top. We look forward to having some of our uh, favorite growler shops on. Oh yeah, the I, Growler I, Express will be on. I say that because apparently Lone Star Taps and Caps is doing live broadcast from their uh, from their growler shop. So if we need to take this show on a roto. 
on the road, though. Maybe we can hop in the old Hyundai Sonata and take the show on the road <laughs> with the for sale sign on the hood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a no beer left behind company car now. <laughs> yeah, I like Damn, that. Right. We, we, it off, we get Frank. one of those those skin it wraps on your Hyundai Sonata, and uh, it'll be good. You won't get pulled over by the cops ever for well, having. I feel like I feel like I've got eleven thousand dollars in it. So if you pay for the skin, I'll get it skin. <laughs> you have eleven thousand dollars of tax write off on your hands right now, Frank. <laughs> well, yeah. you know we'll mail it in because I feel like this show is right on the precipice of turning a profit. It the cusp is past us yeah. we're already flowing over the side our cup is runneth over as we speak Shout out. look frank if you become an authorized herbalife distributor you could like double dip you could write it off twice hey, if you get oh, double God. platinum you are set or double diamond what, okay. what is herbalife i don't know crystal if you're savarsky crystal in herbalife you are set you're a made man anyway this music is about to turn off so uh for brian here in north texas until next time we appreciate you. Cheers. I, I just want to apologize uh, on behalf of the other cast members for Frank Pedlin, his Craigslist shit on here. Um, FYI, do not buy that Sonata because you will undoubtedly have to reupholster the back seat because semen stains are really difficult to get out. Uh, for Parker in Tulsa, I'm out of here. Way ahead of you. It's leather for Frank in Buda. I'm out.